The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Show 299 for this fourth day of May. 2023 tonight's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself $20 on your first purchase. Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up group of shows, the Belly Up Media Network. Make sure you check out not only our show, all the other uh, great shows and the website for you know, lots of great sports articles throughout. Dave, uh, bigger clown show, bigger amateur hour in the uh, in the bar world. Is it, uh, when people hear this tomorrow, it'll be, uh, it'll be the 5th of May. Uh, what's the big, so the Cinco de Mayo uh, on a Friday night, what's the bigger uh, amateur hour? Is it Cinco de Mayo or St. Patrick's Day? Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, those are the people that, like, and, and green beer, like, that. no one, no self-respecting person will want a green beer. So that makes it amateur hour. And if it's the only, your only time going out to the bar a year, then like it's it's just amateur hour. It's the busiest day of the year for bars. So why would someone who likes bars go there when it's the shittiest? I, I think that Cinco de Mayo is uh, is starting to pick up steam now a little bit because people do um, they do hit springs now and the patios are open and on and on and on. All of a sudden, everybody's Mexican for a night and drinking Coronas and and doing tequila shots. It's getting to be a close second, man. But I uh, I tend to stay away from the establishments on both of those days, the seventeenth and uh, of. Uh, or the 17th of March, March, right? Yeah, March 17th. See, that's a little I know about it anymore because I, yeah. I avoid it. And then the uh, Cinco de Mayo, I, I avoid. And I, I consider myself a, a bit of a veteran when it comes to the uh, drinking establishment. So that's why I, I avoid amateur hour at all causes. I have attended uh, Cinco de Mayo festivities uh, on vacation before when I've been in the States. I had a fun time. I didn't even know it was a thing. This was in my 20s. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's become a thing in the last 10 years more like in a lot more now than it has like when we were in our formidable years, I think. Yeah. And I think south of the border as well. Like it's just because there's a, a bigger uh, Spanish influence in the culture. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> right. why it's just more. The, uh, that's why more Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Dave, I can't remember what we were talking about on Monday night. Whatever we were blabbing and flapping our lips about, we do we do these shows so often, everything else. We throw enough shit in the walls, hope something's going to stick. But I, I, we, we were talking about a new arena deal. I think it was in Calgary. I think we, oh, I can't remember the exact the context of the conversation we were having, but I could tell there was a little disdain in your, uh, in your eyeballs and your voice when I brought up uh, the arena deal in Calgary. Uh, that's what I thought I'd bring it up and to get down to the bottom of the whole deal. Um, give us some background about what, what you know, what the, like I, I've been to Saddledome a number of times, a lot more when I was younger. I go maybe once every two, three years nowadays to a hockey game i just isn't just not a thing that I, I i care to do uh more of a concert guy if i was going to going to go to Cal- calgary the building's old the building's decrepit the saddle has been there since 84 it was built for the 88 olympics and it's it they need a new uh, arena in calgary dave what's your thoughts on the uh the way the uh 
the people who are going to pay for it, how that all turned out. Well, it's, it's ridiculous to me. And like it, uh, anyone that ever says, think of the tax benefits has never read any single study that says there is no tax benefits. The only people like it drives me nuts how someone can be a billionaire and own a hockey team and, and play bully. Well, that's, I guess how you get someone else to pay for the arena. And from what I, I don't like, I don't like government paying for, arenas i simply don't i understand tax breaks and this but taking on cost overruns having someone like you and i living in lockbridge are going to be paying 200 i think 270 bucks each for that new building just because the uh the alberta government decided to throw their hat in the ring it's it's ridiculous to me they didn't give the alberta government didn't give cats any money and now they're doing this as an election uh there's an election coming up. That's the only reason that, that that got announced like that. She's trying to buy votes. When I say she, I mean the premier of our province. And um, it, it bothers me to no end. It, it bothers me when it happens to cities I don't have a horse in a race. It bothers me double because it's not even in my city and I have to help pay for it. That drives me bonkers and I don't think it's fair. You know, you look at the Oakland A's deal that they finally said we're not getting it done. They they had they've been trying to get one done for years and years and years. The owner just basically didn't want to do it. That's why that deal never got done. He wanted to leave there, and and it finally they said, you know what? Then go, then go. We're we're, we're not giving you any more money. We're not going to give you carte blanche because you get paid this much money, and and your the franchises are worth X amount of dollars. Well, yes, the Oakland A's don't sell it by that that franchise because franchises are worth billions of dollars. They are. No matter if you're a if you're a, a bad team or a good team, they're worth a lot of money. And the the equity that you have uh, put into those things and the money that you make, uh, it's crazy to me that the, uh, the governments have to pay for this. If it's a, like in this in the city, I could kind of see it because it does help with um, restaurants and bars and, and jobs around around the stadium on game days. I do understand that to an extent, but for for a state government or a federal government or a provincial government for, for, for them to expect these, these owners to expect money to come from my pocket for a team that I don't care about a team that I don't go, go, go and watch play. Why should I have to pay for it? It doesn't make any sense to me because you look at a team like the Ottawa senators who are worth a, they're going to going to be sold for a billion dollars, a billion dollars. So, so how much money do these owners have? And if they want a new arena and they want to get something done, then build the fucking thing. I don't care. Build it. And if, if, if you don't have enough money, then find a way to make money on your own to get this thing done. Go to the bank and get a loan because you're because your franchise is going to increase and you're going to get more people. Like you, you brought up Cats in Edmonton, that place is packed every night compared to what it was when the old Northlands Coliseum, who that didn't sell out because it was a bit of a dump, you know. And and now the Ice District and everything else they got going on there in Edmonton, it's a success. And like, why these guys in Calgary? Because they're and these these boys have some money. These oil, old oil barons, everything else, these cattle guys, they got a lot of dough. And for, for them to be holding the city and the province hostage saying, well, we'll just move then, well, then fucking go. Beat it. Like, you know, uh, the latest article I read about this was, uh, I forget where the studies were done, but it's it's over the course of studying different arenas. And, like, you know, the uh, people are going to be spending more money and, and doing this. Like, you know, that all that that helps. People themselves, they're not 
they're going to be spending that money in the city anyways. It just happens to be at the hockey arena. If hockey wasn't there, they'd be doing something else downtown. They would be spending well, that money. That's on- just it, Dave. Like we, like we budget right? and you budget, everybody budgets it for, for their entertainment dollar. It's just where your entertainment dollar is spent. Like, it's not like you're going to have more money in your pocket. If there's a hockey team, not there, you're going to do something else. So fucking go, right. like go then. So, I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. So what my point is, it doesn't boost the economy. It because I'm spending that money anyways, someplace else on extracurricular activities. And then, so don't give me that song and dance. Well, it, it's good for the tax base. Well, it, it, once again, are we saying like th- these bars, this entertainment district down there is only good, like it's only good for 82 days a year, anyways? And look at that, that shit show they tried building around the uh, Arizona Coyotes, Gila Monster. Gila Casino, yeah. what was it called? Something like that. But nonetheless, they had out that whole in, uh, little whatever town that was. What town was that out yeah. there? Glendale? Glendale, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had a great sure. Margaritaville out there. So I, I ventured out there one time to Margaritaville. It was good. Yeah, I don't know. Well, on NFL game day, right? Like, whatever, but that's right. the thing. Now, like, what are you going to do the other forty weekends of the year? It's People are going to find other entertainment venues to spend their money. But now the owner gets the owner of the hockey team. He's the one that gets to make all the money. You know, they, they, they socialize the risk and, and capital and capitalize on all the gains, right? There's it's, it's such a bad, like from what I said, and, and the, the fine strokes won't even be made public till after the election. So she's, our our premier that is running the province of Alberta right now has a very shaky relationship with the truth. And, <laughs> and, and I've never ever heard that, that statement. Shaky relationship with the truth. There's the title for tonight's show in the first ten minutes. And it's and it's day in day out, and and that's it. This isn't a politics show, but I I just do not. There there's enough waste spending of tax dollars to 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 not look for some more and she found another thing yeah it should be my problem like on on the on the like the sport side of things i i get it that because they're they're even at the post-game presser or the postseason pressures for the calgary flames a few of the players actually say you know what we could use a new building this place is old like you look at their dressing room it's it's antiquated it's bad compared to what some of these the newer places got You, you look at the the some shots of like say the where the uh and two Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs now. Jesus, fuck, what a disaster that turned out to be again tonight. But you got the like the Leafs dressing room, the Oilers dressing room. You got uh, the Rangers. They spent a billion dollars on renovating their their, their arena, the Madison Square Garden. And you look at the Flames dressing room. It looks like a junior hockey dressing room from the nineties. And the players are so it's tough to get free agents. And so that that factors into it. It, it really, really does. That players are like, you know what, with the tax dollars that I pay there, plus the, the substandard uh, facilities. It's tough to go there, but once again, that's not my problem. That's the that's owner's not problem. problem at all. That's not yeah. my problem. Like, like my mother is a Flames fan through and through, and she loves that hockey team. She don't go to games, but but why does she, so, so? And she watches them on TV when they're not blacked out or whatever's happening. La da 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 da. Like it doesn't matter to her either that that the Flames ownership doesn't want to pay for this stuff. Like it, she'll find another team to watch 
when it's all said and done. Like, like the playoffs, the Flames aren't in the playoffs, so she's still watching hockey every night. She'll she'll get over it. She'll find a new team to watch in, in in her golden years. And so when these owners get away with it, and it's every sport how these owners hold these towns and these cities and these states and these provinces hostage. The, eventually, people are going. You know what? We don't have actual any money, and it's it's and it's, it's we aren't a political show at all. But these these other these governments have to, and these fan bases have to say, you know what? There isn't just any fucking money, and you're a billionaire, and you want me to pay for this? Get fucked. Get right fucked. It drives me nuts, right? But I don't know what to do. Like the, it, it, it makes my blood boil. It, like the, the, these, like the, at the end of the day, it's always the fans that end up paying, and 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 it's it's all part of it. Like ticket prices go up because salaries go up, and it's everything else. So it's and you, you want the players to make money because you know they were getting screwed for so long, and a lot of players still are getting screwed. Like there's guys in National Hockey League that aren't making nearly what they they should be making, and be, because the owners are just getting getting fat wallets. And old Jerry Bettman, he he keeps talking about how great the, the league is, the fight the financial security the league has. And and the like, well, then put your money, put the money where your mouth is, man. If all these deals are so great and this league is so great and these teams are worth a, a bad hockey team's worth a billion dollars, then don't make the fans pay for everything. Don't. Or even do, but do it on like a ticket tax or something like that. Five bucks, like no matter what, whether it's a, a dog show, junior hockey, lacrosse, whatever ticket, whether it's a face value. $5 tax surcharge. Uh, five bucks per ticket. There you go. And now, now they're over X number. So you get and- so you get nineteen thousand people like that the saddle dome holds or seventeen thousand, whatever it is. So eight if you paid five dollars, that's eighty-five thousand dollars per game. Yeah, per game. That just goes right into a jar. And for right. every for every beer sold, fifty cents at a fifty cent surcharge. Something. <laughs> and there's yeah. a way to do it that oh I'm sneezing that Brent and Dave aren't paying for. Because I'm not, I, I don't go to the saddle dome. I don't. So I shouldn't, why should I have to, a dollar going to me, 270 bucks, whatever that number was that you said, that's that's a fridge full of groceries, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, oh, it's yeah. just what it is. And so like, like I could care less if the Calgary Flames get a new building. I like it's like they're, they're good fodder and they're good to laugh at the Flames are over the years. And it's good for, for podcasters in this area. But if the owners, they have money, they have so much money. So buy, build it yourself. Yep. Finance and like and do your own thing. Well, you know, if we if this is how we got to be treated if we're not going to move the team, beat it. Like beat it. And then no, and then okay, so we're going to build it. You're going to rent it. You're not going to manage the stadium. We're going to manage the stadium. We're, you're going to sign a twenty year contract saying that you're going to play all your games here, but you're but we get we get the revenue, not you. Well, and the you thing is, like, and fucking rent. no matter where, what sport you talk about, there's only X amount of places that can have pro teams. Like who's beating down the fucking door to have a hockey team? Maybe Houston. Well, so, I always say right. back Houston, Portland. I hear, I hear rumblings about Portland. Okay. For, so uh, so in, in, in North America, there's three cities that you can name off the top of your head that are begging for it for a team. Fucking go then. So they're not begging that hard. They aren't shopping. Like, and there's right. only, and there's only exit because then they got to build a building. They got to do this, that, and the other. So they're still, they're still going to sit and sit where they are. Beat it. If you, if you think you can get a better deal somewhere else, go. Like go. I'm watching the crack in Dallas. I believe the Kraken is all private money. And like, it's. 
Yeah. And they're quite proud of it. Like, and, and so fuck it. Cats built his in Edmonton with his own money. Yeah. So it, it can be done. It can be done. And I don't, I don't hear like the way the fans just get tortured through this stuff. And it happened at, like when, when it was Indianapolis left the middle of the night, uh, the, the culture to Baltimore. Right. And, and when that happened back in the, in the eighties and nineties, whatever that was, and you have Cleveland was saying that they were going to leave and then they left once and came back and blah, blah, blah. Baseball teams are always threatening to go and they never go anywhere except like Oakland did now. And then you have, uh, um, the, uh, who's the other one? Oak, uh, Expos. The Expos left, and now they're they're in Washington. So in general, it doesn't happen very often. These relocation things, like hockey, had Winnipeg go go to Phoenix. But I mean, it's these owners try to they try to pull rank, and most times people call their bluff. And if you go, you go, whatever, whatever. Well, yeah, it's it's more the politicians, right? Right. And so, because where are you going to go? And then also, like, there's there's no fucking way the Batman is going to let the Calgary Flames move out of Calgary. No. No, there's no chance you're moving out of Calgary. It's just, just a, it's a, it's a historical market that that's needed in the NHL. We're not going to let you move. It'll get done. It, it, it'll it'll yeah. get done. And like for for the government to step in and say we're doing this, and like you said, uh, relations electioneering. With, yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, and it's it, like it's such a polit- political thing, and and looking for votes and everything else. And when people read the fine print, I, I wonder if all the the uh, that side of people when they actually knew where that, that some of that money was going they'd be like well i don't even fucking watch hockey so why am i paying for this right it's <laughs> it's it's so insane how these decisions yes. get made and people get to but we're not let's not talk politics but I, like these owners i mean it's tough and yeah you, you, all the money that these guys are making year in year out you go what the fuck is going on like how is this a thing how is this a thing <laughs> speaking of fans did you see on, I saw it on the Twitter machine and I heard the guys on Barnburner talking about it. There's uh there's, it looks to be like a, a 60 year old guy. And it looks to be his daughter who might be in her thirties at the, at the Leafs game. Yeah. And, he's got a name. I can't remember what his name is. And, he, and they what, were wearing Tampa Bay jerseys. So what this guy does, him and his daughter, they go to every Leafs game throughout the season. They're from Toronto and he is a Montreal Canadiens fan from, from when he was a kid. Like, and he's, yeah, like he's in his fifties. Like he's closer to 60, I think than he is 50, but um, he's, he is a Canadians fan and he's got tickets. And, and for those who don't know, going to a Leafs game ain't cheap. Like those, like the, the yeah, tickets, to have season tickets and, and, and where, and where he's dope. sitting in there, oh, they're, yeah. they're good seats. Like those are two, $300 a night seats kind of deal. Right. Like they're, so he's got 600 bucks a night times 42 games is that's, uh, you know, that's a, a lot of money. It's well, $25,000, right. It's for, for tickets. So, um, so him and his daughter, have jerseys for every team in the National Hockey League. And they and they go to every single game and they wear the opposing team's jersey and they cheer for the for whoever's playing the Leafs that night. Every single game. That's so awesome. Because I think it's great. That's yeah, it's that, odd. That's, like it's weird as fuck, but it's 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 oh, why funny. not? You live in Toronto, and clearly he has some dinero, right? To yeah. to a have those season tickets. Well, jerseys I mean, like getting two jerseys. Like he, he, I even saw him. He had like the Kraken's only been around for two years, and he was there. He had Kraken jerseys on for fuck's sakes. Like it's crazy <laughs> to me. Like just and jerseys are two hundred and fifty bucks a piece, right? Oh, yeah. Like I don't know I if mean, he's got names in the back or what, but it's it's. I think it's like it's great fandom. Like it's dumb, but it's like in half a 
dumb, fandom is d- dumb, right? But but yeah, you know, and, and like and like we just finished saying, if that's how you want to spend your money on, good on you, man. Yeah. It's it's it puts a smile on my face. That's you know, I don't know if that's walking around with fuck you money, but that's getting pretty close when you're. <laughs> there's gotta be like when you're when you got uh five hundred dollars worth of uh visiting teams jerseys times 31 that's uh 15 grand of fuck you money right there's what that is right so it's uh plus it's quite... vegan tickets plus your beer and a hot dog plus parking parking I can imagine parking just to hate the toronto maple leafs he spends yeah, fucking, <laughs> he spends 40 grand a year just to hate the leafs like fuck that's some deep move to montreal then man <laughs> Or something, but he, he looks like he's having fun doing. Well, now it. he's getting notoriety. He's all over Twitter and Instagram, and every, <laughs> he's on every radio show because because somebody brought up wasn't that guy wearing wearing a, a lightning jersey last game? Then they said, oh yeah, and then people people were like they they were screenshotting going through the like different things and everybody's so, always taking there a is well, there he is again so they're doing shots <laughs> on their, their on their tv of this there's this guy fucking enjoying a or not enjoying a hockey game one of the two defensive <laughs> leafs and leafs lost in the night they're down two nothing in that series the uh the parade unplanned the parade down new york and dundas or whatever it is man the poor fan base just well, i mean it's not over yet but because they had a two nothing lead tonight and then uh i went in the ball field came off the field and it was three two and my mom was like yeah it's over Panthers in four, like just, like just, just can't get it done. Like just, uh. well, it's 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 not over yet, right? Game three obviously means a lot to them, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to count them out yet. But they better figure it out. It was the same thing. Uh, Jasper's ball game was in uh, Carson, and and Leafs were up two nothing when yeah. we left, and then we pulled up to the thing. It was, oh, I, it, it was three two. And I, I saw they had they just forgot how to play hockey for two minutes to start the second. That's what that's what Margaret said. That like it was it, it was two nothing. Then it was three two. Two minutes into the, into the second, and that was it. Yeah, that was just it was just done. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Did uh, did I'd like we uh, man? I I wish I had more time. But um, how do two teams who have one guy score four goals and both oh. teams lose? And isn't that remarkable? Like, how does that happen? That's that's absolutely remarkable. That uh, Pavelski with Dallas and Drysaddle with Edmonton in in ba- basic been back to back nights. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. Never, that could never have happened before. I I can't imagine, and you feel bad. Goodness, is Drysaddle a horse? Like <laughs> I I watched that game a little bit yesterday. I didn't. I fell asleep in the third. Uh Good, he's on a fucking mission. No, he's a good player. Yeah, not a good, that, a great player. Yeah, yeah, that goal he scored off the goalie's back was so heads up and under pressure. And you go down just, and put it off your back, put it in the net. Jeez, yeah, that's bad goalieing, though. That's why I say bad goalieing. Yeah, but you know, it takes a special player to to see oh, that 100%. reset and put it there, right? I don't know if you saw it on. Uh, you you might have saw it this morning in the highlights or on Twitter or something that. Uh, Mark Mark Spector, uh, reporter for Sportsnet, I think it is. He uh, goes to dry sidle after the game. I say, well, you must take, even though you guys lost, you might you must take some solace having a four goal game. And dry sidle just looked at him and rolled his eyes and just shook his head like, no man, <laughs> like we lost a, a playoff game. I don't care how many goals I got. Like we lost. It's like, not fuck about off, me. idiot. Yeah. Like just 
You wonder where these reporters get off sometimes. Like he, we, we didn't do a show last week, but that didn't Antetokounmpo say the same kind of thing with, with the, with the, uh, uh, yeah. Like a uh, reporter asked him, did I say that right? Antetokounmpo? I think I got that right. Didn't I real no, close? Yeah. I, I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, the Greeks weren't <laughs> off on you anyways. Uh, uh, not, not I go upstairs. You might, but who knows? <laughs> Here's hoping yeah. the, the reporter asked him, "Is so? Do you consider this season's a fail as a failure?" And then he led into him. I, I think I sent it to you. Did yeah. Did you hear his reaction? It was. I it watched. Was it. I, I watched it on TV down the uh, down south. There was yeah, the- and just you know, if if you don't get a, a promotion every year, is it is your year of work a failure? No, it's not a failure. Like this is, it's fucking hard what I do, and and sure that's the goal, but just because we don't hoist the trophy doesn't mean this season has been a failure. Like it's, it was, it was nice to see him, uh, an athlete snap back, but with, a, with thoughtfulness. Yeah. Not just, just, yeah. Not just yeah. fucking screaming. Not, uh, Fuck you. Just no, yeah. like, okay, it's hard. Like it's, yeah. like, that's the thing. Like when you, when these teams, like, we could probably just keep going. Why not? Like when these teams set out their, their season to, 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 to do something and they, they build a franchise and they build their team and like these things get built for years and some like once in a blue moon, a team will, will catch lightning in a bottle and win something and put something together that uh, just come, comes and it, it rarely ever happens where the team comes out of nowhere to win a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup or a World Series or NBA title. It's tough to do. And so when these these reporters and fans, when they when they get all snippy with, with players and coaches and GMs, you got to think like, do you know how this works? Like, it's hard, man. Like, building a team, building a winner, getting it all together, it's fucking hard. And it all has to work. Like, everybody has to be going the same direction. Everybody has to be rolling the boat in the same direction, right from the GM to the analytics crew to the, the managers and coaches, the players. And then one guy gets hurt, it can throw a fuck into whole, the whole thing. And for these reporters and fans who think it's just, go, go get this guy. Well, it doesn't work that way. Like it doesn't work that way because yeah, you might oversign a guy for, uh, cause you, okay, well, we'll give him a seven year contract, but we know only four of those years we're going to get anything out of them. And so for these guys to, to be smirched cause it is Thursday to be smirched athletes to either go, no man, it's fucking hard. Winning is so hard and it all has to go together and it, it doesn't, it, and it doesn't work ever. It never works. Like one team wins a year. Yeah. Well, the way that question was asked, so do you consider this season a failure? Um, It depends, right? You know, Buffalo Sabres didn't make the playoffs this year, but I would say they don't consider the season anything but a failure, right? It's all about your expectations going into the the season. Yeah, Calgary, like, is there anyone on in in that building that can say this season hasn't been a failure? That's a failure from that was a failure of a season. Yeah, for everybody. Um, Players, coaches, GM got fired, coach got fired, ownership's mad, don't have a building, fucking pets' heads are falling off the whole bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Winnipeg. Now, this the way that fire fire ended, that's a failure now, too, because that's they got to figure out what kind of direction they're going to go. And when you have a coach that uh, is throwing gasoline all over the place when he walks out the door, that doesn't help matters either. You know, Dave, like we talked about it in the like back in September when we the NFL was first getting going, and and we went through through the 
and we could do it today even. And we, we went through the, the how many, the, all the teams. We said, not winning, not winning, not winning, not winning. So we could go through any uh, NFL, the, the whole roster teams right now, and there's 10 what we know are not winning. But if they have an 8-8 eight and eight season and get a playoff game, that's success. In, in my opinion, right? Like if they, if they improve their record from last year, they know they're building because the, the big draft that happened last week is going to change everything in the, the fortunes of the, of every <laughs> franchise. Uh, like it's hard to build a franchise because like you can put it all together and say two years from now, this guy's going to be doing this and this guy will be a year better doing this where you can bring a guy in on this contract doing that. But one guy gets hurt, throw all those books out the window. Cause you have to, mm-hmm. you have to start all over again. Like it's yeah. so it's it's i don't want to say it's impossible but it is fucking near impossible to win it's so hard you know what we're gonna find out with the university of colorado buffaloes because uh old prime time is turning the college world on its head like he's, he's basically cutting guys like i i think i i saw a thing today on twitter that the the team has 82 uh scholarship players he's keeping 20 of them and that like that's the kind of turnover that's going to be in Colorado and and the the amount of money he is bringing into that so he's making i want to say six and a half million a year prime time and and the team's already realizing that money like I don't think they the won a game time. last year, but yeah one game yeah they but won that's one. Mm-hmm. like prime time this is going to be the biggest thing for college sports like primetime's just the first doing it and if he does it and this works you look out college football we're going to hear about a, a bunch of colleges and universities that we've never heard of before coming up well it, all it's going to take is one a rich donor right a really rich donor and there's lots of them out there and that nil money man it's going to change things a lot a yeah. lot like and this the, you know and the so Alabamas of the world, yeah, they can go out and spend money, but the Alabamas of the world, all of a sudden, Alcorn State might be able to put a team together because they might have a billionaire owner go, you know what? Give him a mill, give him a mill, give him a mill, go get a quarterback, whatever. Because honestly, if you think about it, if you have a kid out of high school or a kid that played at Alabama or wherever his first year, it's going to, it's going to get drafted because they, they project these guys when they're, when they're pretty young, where they're, where they're going to get drafted and everything else, right? If you get a kid to say, play it like i'll just use alcorn state again at alcorn state and say hey here's a three four million bucks a year do you want to come and play here if you're getting drafted anyways because a lot of these guys guys who get drafted high these quarterbacks they play at nowhere schools most of the time um that's not necessarily true um like a lot of these guys like joe burrow he had to go for he had to go from Ohio State to a JUCO to LSU, so, so he played three different schools. Yeah, so he played three different schools. I believe um, Cheater from Auburn, Cam Newton. Um, he started off in Florida. He was Tebow's backup in Florida, and I think back in the day, if you transferred, you had to play one year at a JUCO. You, you had to like sit that. out a year or something, whatever it was. Uh-huh. There were some different rules, and that's it. Yeah, the 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 the, the football world is going to change, and it's going to happen real soon with this NIL. Now that they've kind of figured out how they can they can 
compromise hey. the rules yeah. a little bit and how they can make it all work. It's going to be interesting to see, see it all gets put together. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beers worth of sports, talking a whole lot more, brought to you by SeatGeek.com and SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. <laughs> 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped at Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420 escape to manscaped.com for all of your men's grooming needs today. They got all kinds of different stuff there at Manscaped, not just uh, taking care of your boys and, and, and your, your, your beard. They got all kinds of different stuff at manscaped.com today. Uh, yeah. 20% free shipping. Dave, the, uh, that Bay Rays are just flying through. They they can't be beat. It's an odd thing. We can talk about this just for half a second, but the two best teams in respective league, leagues are the Tampa Bay Rays. I think as of last night, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates were right when were first in the National League. Uh, so those two payrolls with a total combined um, payroll, if you took put them together would be about 140 million bucks uh which is about half of what the yankees and the mets pay uh and they're both in first place in the in their respective leagues national league and american league that's got to be a kick in the pills for mets fans yankees fans dodgers fans whoever that spent that these teams spent all this money and they're spending 70 million bucks i i, I expect pittsburgh to fall it fall to the wayside but it's a nice story right now what's your thoughts on that i i completely agree and, and i I've shit on Pittsburgh ownership for more than one show. And so when I see them succeeding, I'm happy for the fans. I really am. I don't think uh, this success is going to be for the entire season. In fact, I'll be shocked and stunned if these guys are in the playoffs. I don't see it. But nonetheless, give them, you know, they got something to cheer for. They got a little bit of hope. And, and if they can, and the good Lord winning. Good Lord willing, they'll uh, keep on knocking them down. They're just going to take it one day at a time. Um, <laughs> That's fucking cliche central right there. That one. Holy fuck. Like you fucking wrote a script for fucking Bull Durham or something. That Bull was. Durham. That was on the bus yeah. from Bull Durham. Bull Durham yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> Return um, to the minors. Tap is going to make it because they're just good. It's It's interesting to see. Um, how bad your Yankees are doing. And then the Jays are white hot. Then they go into Boston and just take a big old shit on the, on the buffet menu too. You know, the, it's, thing, it's weird. the thing is with the Yankees is that they're not very good. And I, I kind of suspect that a little bit. I didn't, I'm not a, like, a, a like I love the, I love watching the Yankees play. I'm a Yankee guy through and through, but that franchise is a, in a state of disarray. And it's not, it's not because they're losing. I've thought this for a long time. They, they've been trying to put uh, band-aids on things for a long time and insert player here, insert player there. Hope this guy works. Hope that guy works. And then the signing goes bad. Cashman has to go. He, it's, it's, but he's never going to, he's might as well be a Steinbrenner. It's that, that lineup is not, 
not good and they went and tried to get some pitchers they they're just not good and and that's that's just the end end, end of the story they didn't go they went in the field with the, to the season without a left fielder they have a, a young shortstop they relied on josh donaldson bader to center field they got he's not very good or he's hurt and then he gets hurt again and it gets just they went in t- into the season with not much of a lineup, and then they don't have many depth players because they're spending so much money on Giancarlo Stanton, who once again got hurt. And it's it's just that it's just the way it is. Like uh, you, and you can't blame Boone because Boone can only put out who, who he's got. It's this 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 is on Cashman, and they're they're just not good. They're just not a good baseball team. They're not. I I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So when we talk about. Uh you know, team success or failure, you know, the Yankees are in the playoffs every single year to Yankee fan like you and to Jim and to uh, other people that I listen to on the John Mantello. Uh, you guys are passionate and you care and you guys want this team to start winning a world series, but then Cashman, he gets his marching orders from, it's not even Steinbrenner anymore. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, a board. He goes in front of the board and says, okay, you made the playoffs. Let's see the ledger sheet. Oh, no, we're we're doing just fine. We're just fine. Keep on keeping on. And so is Cashman just there now with a budget? It's just, just keep making the playoffs, and then we'll keep making this kind of money. Yep, 100%. Like, instead of risk. We're 100%. 100%. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. They, they, they're running a business a lot more than, than it was back when George played, but what was the owner and he was alive. And I, I hate when guys say that, but it's uh it's a thing now with the Yankees that they're just, they, they make the playoffs every year. They feel the same every year. People get in their chicken buckets night in, night out places full, not full, but it, they get like, they get 40,000, 35,000 a night. So that's, that's good money making. Right. And it's, it's what it is. And so why spend more? For two more playoff games, I mean, winning a World Series is, actually puts a lot of money in your pocket because that's generational, right? Like you you bring in more fans when you win something, uh, but it's it's not. I don't think that winning is an urgency there anymore um, that it was before, um, like in the nineties. Like now, it's just if you make the playoffs, you know that's good, good enough. Is that the same now? Like, so can we put Boston and the Yankees in the same club as the Cubs? Yep. We got them. We, we got a couple. We fill the building. Good enough. Yeah. Just fill it. Like it's just as much a tourist destination as a home game. Right. So, you know, with all the asses in the seats, um, two thirds are Yankees fan, a third, uh, half of a third or four, um, the visiting team the and visiting everybody else team. is because there's, a, they, they want to go to Yankee stadium. Yeah. And everybody else is just like, we're it's in exactly New York. We got to go to a game. Right. It's exactly so got, what it is. It's yeah. It's, so you it's, got 20% of the fans that, are either don't care or cheering against the Yankees every game. You know, the first time I went down there today was 2013. Uh, I was, I was starstruck, but that was only four years removed from a world series. Right. So there was still that, that, you know, the Jeter was still there. Rivera was still there to share was still there and on, on, on it went the guys that played on that world series team. Um, but to a man, like how much it's changed over the, over the years with the, the, fa- the fans that go to those games. Now it's, it's, it's a nightclub in comparison to what it was in 2013 compared to what it is now. It's a way different atmosphere. There's not as many, there's a lot of diehards obviously, but it's not the same. And it's just a different, a different atmosphere and winning. They, they say they want to win world championships. And I, I think that's just lip service to keep the, uh, the fan base interested, like the diehards. But I think diehards actually know that they're, 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 they're a long ways away from winning. Well, diehards and the, they're ready to hang people. Like Jim, Jim, yeah. the fan of the van, ready to 
probably ready to hang people with with the whole thing. But yeah, it's it's it, it's a tough look with them right now. Yeah, because, like you, you, yeah. We, we started this conversation with, with Tampa, how they're rolling last night, and the uh, and the, the fun police came out with, in Tampa last night. Wander Franco, the, the shortstop, that the, he got a hot shot playing Pittsburgh last night, and uh, he flipped it to himself, threw the guy out of first base. People were <laughs> all over Twitter, and he mad at him that he shouldn't be hot dogging, blah, blah, blah. It's all these old baseball fucking idiots that respect the game. You respect your opponents. Fuck you. When we're we're twenty nine and six, whatever their record is, go out and have fun. And you know what? If we beat you, you're gonna watch us keep beating you. And if if you don't want me to fucking flip the ball to myself, don't hit it to me because I'm gonna make this play and we're gonna win again. We're gonna and we're going to keep winning. And I'm not making any more money than that fucking vendor over there. So I'm gonna keep having fun. So fuck you, baseball baseball dork fan. Respect the game. I I I was I used to be so anti bat flip and so all that stuff. But then I go, you know what? Go have some fun because you know who's an idiot? Baseball dorks. The old school baseball dorks, they're idiots. Put it in the guy's ear because he's having fun. He's, he's you're showing me up. Well, don't let me show you up. Pretty simple. See, I've come around myself on the bat flip and, and that kind of thing. Not not all of them, but you know, I, I do understand how the odd one is deserved. You don't deserve a bat flip when uh it's you just knocked a solo shot to make it 12 to three, right? Yeah. Don't bat flip that. There's shit. time and a place. There is a time and a place. I don't know the time and the place when uh, Wanda Franca, was that his name? Wander Franco. Wander Franco. Yeah. Uh, I saw the clip, but I don't know the score of the situation. I might have a bit of an issue with that. Like when you say don't hit it to me, like hitting is pretty fucking hard, right? Hard to sing Yes, and it's so, the hardest I, thing in sports. I, and I don't. Nobody I mean, can. Nobody can question that. Right, and then, so now I, I I bought off whatever and had a good at bat. Then I see you fucking showboating me after I'm in a slump. I would go to my pitcher, like I might if I'm having a day. I was like, put one in his fucking ear. Like he wants to do that to me. Put one right on. Put them all on the hands and see if he can break one of those pinky bones on the back of his. I, I, I would again if, if, if the, the next guy who went into to, to second base and stolen base and he he get, gets a pair of spikes in the ankle. I'm I'm not against that. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not against that that old school baseball playing mentality. I'm not against that, but I'm against people saying, "Don't do this, don't do that," and just being mad about it. Like like we we don't. Because we're, we're talking about a game we didn't watch. We saw a clip. Mm-hmm. We don't know the context of did, did something. Something happened. Was something said during the game where that guy who where we hit the ground ball two shortstop did he say something? He went fuck you and I flipped this. Watch this. You show me up. I'll show you up. Like and this whole you don't show don't don't show anybody up. Well, you know what? I I did something pretty cool. I, I'm going to be happy about it. Like why can't why can't we be happy about things that we we accomplish? I I don't understand it. Like this these old baseball dork mentality. And fuck it. I'll I'll talk about a guy I had in the field tonight. Uh, a uh, high school game I was umpiring, and this guy was the as a, younger than me, 45, 40, 45 year old guy, and uh, he's one of these old baseball guys who doesn't uh, he knows everything, didn't did, does thinks he 
it doesn't uh, you have to earn his respect and it's kind of the other way around he's guy was a prick and i don't understand these these baseball coaches who act that way i will never get it i will never understand and now that things have changed over the years and i'm not saying it's cha- everything's changed for the better but there's some things that have changed for the better and this guy he's been a prick before and he's a prick again tonight at a game that doesn't that didn't mean anything it meant more this game meant more to him than any other kid playing on the field. I don't get it. Well, you got to lead from the front. You got to respect the game. I don't know. Like, just like you say, sports is a good thing because we we always talk about it. The attributes that it brings, the social connections, bringing kids from different walks of life onto the same team and, and striving to a common goal. And those are the principles in teamwork and cooperation and good sportsmanship. Those should be the things that that is celebrated and encouraged at youth sport, not how much you care. You know, caring's part of it. This dickhead wears fucking, guaranteed he wears baseball pants to bed with that fucking belt on and his stupid socks. Just an idiot. The sun's just the, not sunny. It was cloudy and fucking still wearing his stupid fucking sunglasses. Like, you're an idiot. Like, why? Why? Like, I, I, I don't understand the baseball guy I, I will never understand baseball guy like he probably doesn't own a pair of jeans he's just a fucking idiot and i don't understand these guys like you respect the game fuck off like fuck off like just i, I don't get it like it, it it's revs okay me to up. respect the game but no one 100 no percent. no one ever promoted you as the arbiter as uh, as to what is and is not disrespectful that wander franker i think uh uh his was his that disrespectful? Mode? I thought well, it was entertaining. It it wasn't really. It was just a, a little flip and and what have you. Like I thought it was it, cool. It was, it, 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 we we shouldn't be talking about it. It's it's but it, it, you know and and once again I'm just kind of playing the devil's advocate here. It was 100 percent unneeded, right? 100. And if he it and if he fucked it up, then he would then he would have got nailed to the cross. Yeah. Right. Like and so when you're doing something. But on the flip side of that coin, he fucks it up and it costs his team. Whereas, whereas bat flips and stuff like that, that doesn't cost your team. You're digging that ball out of the 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 ivy, like uh, out of the stands, anyways, right? Yeah. So you're not hurting your team by a bat flip, unless you're uh, Josh Donaldson. That guy could bat flip warning track power like nobody's. Well, there a friend of the show, uh, old Aaron from Bruliana Sports. He doesn't <laughs> mind every time Josh Donaldson, the president of the Josh Donaldson fan club, bat flips a warning track shot. Fucking that little prick Aaron. He he sends me a message every time. Well, there's another bat flip from fucking Donaldson. Yeah, fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> fuck. So it does. It can burn you in the ass. And then it was just, it was, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't care for it. I thought it was kind of showing up somebody, and you know, and and that's the thing you got to be careful with, right? Is is that you're winning today, um, but you know there is going to come another time when when it, the shoe might be on the other foot, and you know, I guess these guys are pros. They they don't they're getting paid no matter what happens. Whether they well, the thing is, is that the, the, the next time you're at bat, put one in the, in the seats, and then when you're when you're round the bases, fucking spin on the shoes, whatever. Like do something, you know. Like to or be coming a little hard if he's coming a little hard at second base. Yeah. Like like just play play hard and play something. Like just uh, yeah, just to be 
don't do this because you because the unwritten rules of baseball like okay we got to lose that book or find yeah. the book and rewrite it you know like what it's just one of those things i i don't know it's just it's been odd to me like i'm a i'm a baseball guy through and through and i'm just i'm around it at like what from the young age right to college baseball to semi-professional i'm around all of them right and you, you just hear about these unwritten rules and you're like who cares like like whatever man it's fine the kid's having fun a kid is 12 he wants to have fun he sees it playing mlb the show on his on his playstation or whatever right so he's going to do that because they don't want the kids don't watch baseball they watch playstation games or whatever they they gamecube or whatever right well so, yeah exactly so that's where they that's, that, that's where yeah. they learn this stuff from mm-hmm. it's not hurting it's not hurting a thing it's not i don't yeah know. Uh, i don't know either but yeah i i could see someone I can see someone taking offense and I can see some, how someone on the other team might be a little pissed. Like, you know, like I say, if you're, if you're in a slump and, and just had a, 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 had a good at bat, like you fouled two or three pitches off right. and finally put some weak ass shit to second base. And you, <clears throat> and then you see him bobble that. I, no. I, I can see how that would piss somebody off. I get it. Anyways. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players, by players. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com and save yourself 20% on your men's skincare products today and keep that youthful exuberance in your mug all year long. Dave, we uh, wrapped her up with this little uh, impromptu show tonight a little bit. Uh, kind of, we're rushed. We've got lots going on. Baseball's kind of overtaken uh, my life in, in the umpire world and your life with your son, Jasper. But uh, we found a way to put this out to the masses. Our downloads are going great, as always. Uh, thank you very much to all our listeners. We appreciate everything. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. But uh, Dave, uh, you have a would you rather to wrap her up. Yeah, just... It's, I think it started on Monday. The NHL is going to start announcing the nominees for their different awards, and they nominated the uh, uh, they announced the nominees for the Lady Bing, which is and the Calder has been out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like so, what's better? Winning? Would you rather be? Would you rather win five Lady Bings? Or be nominated for this Selkie five times. What's a better honor? The Lady Bing is for the most sportsmanlike, and the uh, Selkie is for the best defensive forward, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, but like, yeah. like Ber- Bergevon is, is, is 
Bergeron is is always like one of the guys in there. I would rather not be nominated for the Lady Bing like ever, like not ever, not once. Like hockey's a, a brutal game; it's tough to go. But you like Anzi Kopitar only had two penalty minutes this year, I think it was, or four penalty minutes, something like that. And he and he plays a pretty rough and tumble game. Um, in fact, a guy that that won a few Lady Bings. This might be new to you, Dave. Do you remember uh, Butch Goring? Yeah, the Swede from the Islanders. Like he was a rough looking fella, like Butch Goring with that old helmet, the whole bit. Like he was a Jaffa, rough looking yeah. dude, and he like he he went a couple, three or four years with zero penalty minutes, and he played he played hard but played clean. Uh, but I personally would rather never win a um, a Lady Bing, and um and just when I I recently played hockey last weekend down in Whitefish, Montana, there um. I, I consider myself a defensive uh, forward, defensive stalwart back there. I don't give out. I don't get scored on very often. Well, because I don't go in the other end because I can't. So uh, I, I'd rather win a uh, a selkie for sure than a, than a lady bing. The lady bing itself, like it's like it's it's also the most gentlemanly player, right? Isn't that kind of what it what it is like? Is it all about not taking penalty minutes? Gentlemanly, not being a prick, being a good guy, but playing a little bit hard, but not and not taking penalties. Like all, all of it into one. Like playing, like playing the game the way it's meant to be played when you're when you're five, right? Don't fucking trip somebody. Don't fucking punch somebody. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Like there, there's ways you can play this game without doing that shit, and that's what the lady big actually is. Because when you take a penalty in hockey or or you know you're doing it. It's not a surprise. Like it when you go in, accidental, yeah. But like when, when you go in going. with your elbow up, you like when you knock somebody out, you know what you're doing. Like when you trip yeah. somebody, you know what you're doing. Like you hook somebody, you know you're doing it, right? And so yeah. when when you're told that as a five year old, a five year old doesn't do it. They're they're later on they just inherit those bad habits because kids turn into little pricks. And then their parents laugh about it. They go, oh, my boy took to penalties today. Like, it's just one of those things, right? Like, the Lady Bing is a, is awarded to the way the game is meant to be played when you first learned how to play it. Does that make sense? Is that a good anal- analogy, you think? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Like, uh... like, you can still body check somebody because that's legal. Mm-hmm. You can back check and push a guy a little bit because that's legal. It's just not punching a guy in the face because you took the puck away. Because that's what people do. Took puck away, punch him. Get a scar, a scar <laughs> in front of the eight, punch him. You stick him, fuck him, kill him. Cross check, cross yeah. check, cross check. Well, he's standing yeah. in front of that. Well, don't you can find body position. Got to cross check him in the back. Like it's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so you're like uh, Lady Bings. No one's ever taken a spearing penalty and won the Lady Bing. I, I'm going to assume no. That would would not be on the uh, Lady Bing nomination highlight reel. A spirit of the nuts pitch pitchfork a guy into the fourth row. I don't think that's going to be on the uh, the Angie Kopitar highlight reel for the Lady Bing. You know, spearing is is it's only worth like depending obviously on how you do and whatever. It's it's the same as a as a trip or a cross check, but that one. That one leaves a bit of a oh, mental mark man. when you see a spear, right? I used to do that to un- the undercarriage of guys nuts. I, I look back and I probably shouldn't have done that. Eh? Fuck me. Because as a goalie with your big heavy wood thing, like, I, like I would turn, turn the stick and just and, and flip it up and get guys in, like in the back because they, they'd be facing the, the, out 
like the, their back would be beat towards me, right? <laughs> so I would put my stick between their legs and flip my 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 stick up, get them right in the nuts, and guys would crumble like Rita McNeil on a fucking lawn chair, man. It would just fuck. It was brutal. Like I shouldn't have done that, but I did. I got punched and whatever. It's one of those things. And did you get a lot? Did were the rest? Did you how often did you get caught? Never. Quick and easy. Huh. Never get caught. <laughs> Never get caught. The odd time you get a like a two minute minor or something, but you, I wouldn't get caught very often. And they would drop like a sack of shit. Oh fuck! It's like 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 I said, the lawn chair would fold like Rita McNeil sat on it, man. It was fucking something else. <laughs> fucking terrible. It's yeah, terrible. The, the Selkie is a pretty cool award to win. I think there's a lot of good players. Uh, speaking of a lot of good players, did you read our Candy Cane? Uh, striped uh, Edmonton Oilers hero. Rest Peter in Klima. peace to Peter Klima, uh, Edmonton Oilers, Detroit Red, Detroit Red Wings, and somewhere else. I think doesn't much. I think matter. I read Tampa Bay, but like do, yeah, I think he, I think he went the expansion draft to Tampa. Actually, uh, Peter Klima, he scored the OT winner in the longest Stanley Cup Finals game in NHL history for the Edmonton Oilers versus the Boston Bruins in 1990. He passed away today at the age of 58. Uh, that old Jofa helmet and that candy cane tape that he had on his stick. Man, he was he was a he was an odd player. He skilled bit, but just didn't want to try. I yeah, I think he was a different cat. And when he was in Detroit, he was rolling with uh Probert and and yeah. stuff. Uh, I I read in one of his old bits today. He had a hell of a draft class. Like it was the it was with he came in the same year to Detroit as Eisman as Probert and I want God. There was one more guy, like three real good names. But I guess Detroit ended up winning eight Stanley Cups or whatever it was. <laughs> it went a lot after after, of- after Klim Aleppo. Yeah, man. Yeah, Klim was a really good player. He was a decent oiler he uh he, like that thing about that that game in edmonton or the edmonton one in, in the boston garden back in 1990 i think it was or 89 doesn't much matter was uh he was on the bench for three and a half periods didn't get yeah. a, didn't get <laughs> a shift Muck, muckler benched him because he was so fucking lazy <laughs> sat him for three and a half periods and somebody actually said i i I can't go. I'm dehydrated. I got nothing left. So Klima went down the wing, fired it through Andy Moog's leg. Fuck you. Did his fucking thing and uh, see you later. And that when the game was over, he had fresh legs, right? He hadn't, he hadn't played in, in three hours. <laughs> fucking crazy. Just fucking. The ho- hockey's so funny that way. Eh? Just, yeah, I'll just go score. Um, yeah. You know, someone will always say that, you know, when it's, if it goes into second overtime in the playoffs kind of thing. Well, who are you looking at now? Well, you got to look at the guys with fresh legs. Like only uh, four. Who hasn't minutes, played very much? Is that guy. <laughs> this guy's played half the friggin' game, and we're gonna still keep riding him instead of letting you have one shift. <laughs> yeah. What did you must have missed curfew or something like? What am I getting paid for? Yeah. And I'm not getting paid in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I just got to show up for a free meal. And- I'm gonna miss curfew every night because you can't bench me. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, like you want a reason not to play me? I'll give you a reason not to play me. You watch this. Yeah, and I'm lazy. <laughs> Fucking Peter Klima. We shouldn't be uh, talking bad. We don't think we're talking bad about Klima at all. He was a he was a decent player. He put up some pretty good numbers for for a while there. Like he was a solid. Like he was an offensive stalwart. He wasn't. He. I don't think he. I would put money that Peter Klima did not know what color his own goalie's pads were. And I will also bet that he he never got the, was nominated for the Selkie. 
<laughs> he was I wouldn't even know if he would be Lady Bing because I I imagine he would take a lot of lazy hooking. Lazy hooking a guy turn back yeah. to hook onto a guy, take him right down to his <laughs> own end. Peter Klima. No, that helmet was something else, the old Jofa from back in the nineteen eighties. Those uh, old Czechs and Europeans back in the back in the day had some style, right? Well, that's funny how they, they came back from where, like, they came over from Czechoslovakia, and more so the Czechs, not so much the Russians. The Russians had decent equipment. The uh, those Czechs, they just, this is what we have, and we're going to keep wearing it forever. It's worked this this long. Yeah, just funny. Peter fucking Klima. Like, that that's a name that, like, he had to pass away for you to remember who he was. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those deals that you just... Got, got guys who were decent players, but you do, you don't think about them until until it's too late to to to, to talk about them. Yeah, something else. Peter Klima. Yeah, only fifty eight. I I hope he uh I hope he enjoyed his retirement. But uh, oh, I'll bet you, you know. Peter Klima did. I will bet oh, you well. he did. Yeah, anyways, anyway, day fourteen. Uh, what do you got going on this week? What's happening? What are you doing? Uh gonna try and catch up on some yard work. Yeah. Uh, Jasper has a just a double header in Cranbrook. So I don't even think I'm going this weekend and I'll try and attack this yard because after this we're busy with ball every weekend, going to the U S of a, we're going camping one weekend. We got shit to do. So yeah, it's uh, uh, hopefully the weather holds out and she's uh, fucking go time in the baseball world and the summertime world and everything else. But we'll try to keep our, we'll try to get our schedule worked out for the 1420 podcast. Make sure we'll get these out to you guys a couple times a week anyways, to make sure it all works. We have to alter a day here and there, but we'll try to get two out a week anyways. You guys uh, enjoy our show for, for whatever reasons we thank you for it. Uh, it's always great when we see our numbers go up and people are commenting on everything we got going on. So it's a, a lot of laughs for sure. Yeah, uh, we are going to do what we can. It's late tonight. Papa's going to fall asleep before the, the end of the Kraken game. So someone text me the score. Kraken so lost 4 to... yeah. Oh, is it over already? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I did know that, too. Yeah. Huh. Well, Never mind. It doesn't much matter. No yeah. one's listening this long anyways. It doesn't much matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's not late, though. It's the same time you're listening to. Yeah, whatever they listen, it's fucking whatever, man. But yeah, no, it's almost I would put time. money on it that not many people listen from start to finish. I know oh, when I no, listen to podcasts, I, I rarely do. Yeah, it's it's because I don't have the the 90 uninterrupted minutes, right? I, I get the I get the uh, the nuts and bolts of it, but when they start talking about this kind of stuff, that's when I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good. We should talk about this stuff at uh -huh. the beginning. But our lives, our lives matter, Dave. Well, I'm not saying they don't. So you're 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 umping all over House Half Acre. Oh, uh, what do I got? I got two college games. I got uh, three college games over the weekend. Uh, CCBC Canadian College Baseball Conference, and then I got uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm, uh, and all those are at Lloyd Nolan all the time. Yeah. Yeah, until next week, they move over to Spitz next week, and then yeah, yeah. So then, for the college Canadian College World Series. That the Canadian College World Series is uh, the weekend before, or the week before May Long weekend, so there'll be a foot of snow on the ground. So that I'm I'm involved in that again this year, which I'm thankful for. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, they, they get a little bit, they get a little excited. Some of these players, they think not not so much the players, but the coaches, they get a little revved up. And I I have a way of uh, telling them to stay fucked and get fucked in in, in a nice way. I'm very personal about there. They shouldn't call it the Canadian College World Series. No, no, they really shouldn't. They should they, just the Canadian College Championship. That's it. Yeah, 
And even is, is it the Canadian College Championship? Well, no, it's a Western Canadian College Championship, actually. <laughs> there's been. Uh, so I've, let's just keep calling. Why don't they just call it the 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 champion of the universe? Yeah, it's yeah. It, I, I've wow. I've had some discussions with some guys who were yelling at me that during the Canadian College World Series, and I said, "So, like, you're winning the Western Canadian Championship, right?" Fuck you. I'm like, well, no, it's whatever. Like, fuck. Yeah. Dorks. Baseball dorks. Whatever. Idiots. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four viewers sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourselves in the year round. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? And stop taking yourself so seriously, motherfuckers. Jim, yes. you don't swing at high pitches. Jim was uh, out and about with my sister. They were at... Uh, breweries in uh, Vancouver that I saw on face the Facebook machine and uh, so I hope he has a good night and he can still get our show out tomorrow morning Jim that's that's for you by the way Jim so anyways Jim's got a new song coming out I got a sample of it last night I'll put something on over the weekend we'll figure something out how to get that out but Jim it's a very very good new song very proud of you and uh, you know what guys we will talk to you on Monday night have a good night talk folks. to you everybody. yeah or afternoon whenever it is whenever you listen bye yeah. Well, Give us wake up Thursday. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wake up. To- There's something about the words you say. I hear them when you're not around. And there's something about that look in your eyes. And your voice is sound. Well, we can leave this town. Pretend that that's a problem. And we can live without. All we can live without